Welcome to my podcast, Freestyle. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if so, please share it on social media. I'm delighted to welcome Tom Hunt today. Tom is a British composer specialising in creating original music for dressage freestyles. He works with top riders such as Charlotte de Jordan, Carl Hester, Lottie Fry, and so many more. Tom has composed and produced some of the most notable and world-renowned freestyles over the past decade, achieving world, Olympic, and national records throughout all levels of the equestrian discipline. Today, I want to find out how Tom got into dressage to music, how he began working with Charlotte, what type of music he personally likes, and what the future holds. Thank you very much for listening. I'm good, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to come on tonight. Um, for all the listeners, Tom has made a few dressage freestyles for me and many other riders, so I'm really looking forward to talking to Tom and finding out more. And Tom, the first question is really is, how did you first get into dressage to music? I was actually thinking about this the other day and uh, I've actually been doing it for quite a long time. It's actually quite scary <laughs> how long I've been doing it. I wanted to compose music all the time. I, I was always into film music. I was always passionate about film music as a kid. Yeah. Um, and composing music was always like a, was always like a big thing, but it wasn't very accessible for me because you know, doing it on a computer was, you know, very expensive and it's all changed imagine. now, of course. It's, yeah, it's all a lot more accessible now. You can get a computer quite uh, easily and, and compose with sounds and samples and things like that. Uh, but yeah, that didn't really happen for me until after university when I kind of, you know, stopped doing the gigs and focused on, you know, composing music and trying to get into film music. That was kind of where I wanted to go with it. Yeah. Um, but again, I didn't really have a master plan or anything. It was kind of just, you know, working on what I, what I wanted to do, working on my craft kind of thing. And, and do you ride, do you ride horses yeah. as well then? Is that how you? No, how you... no, no, not at all, no. no. My dad tried to get me to have lessons when I was about 16, but I do remember having a couple of lessons and just remembering trying to trot. And it was really difficult. <laughs> so that, that just continued. Because that makes, I think that makes this even more fascinating than if you've not actually ridden. Yeah. So I'm intrigued to know how, how you no. did get into it then. It, it just came up. So, so my dad is kind of quite, um, you know, into horses and just called me into the room. You know, this is right after university. He called me into the room and, and asked me to watch something on television. And it was um, Total Ass and Edward Gow doing the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, and, and that was it. I didn't know anyone who did it or any, anything about it. I just remember, I think my dad just was showing it me because it had music to it. And he just thought, you know, what do you think? It's quite interesting to see it. And obviously, I knew the music and I kind of uh, had a connection with it because of the film music. And it, you know, sure. it seemed really interesting. And really, from that day on, that was kind of the start. Yeah. And yeah, since, since then, I think the next thing I did, I bought a DVD on Amazon to kind of learn about dressage and it was this <laughs> I thought it was like going to be one DVD and it turned out to be like six, six a six disc box set of this like championship in Europe and it had like Richard Davidson doing the commentary and which was actually really good because he was very descriptive with his with his commentary and I, I sat there I literally was sitting there with a pad and I wrote notes on on all the different movements and uh, wow. trying to learn what it, what dressage was and yeah, because basically in, in the back of my head, I was like, I, I really want to try and do music for this. And, and that was kind of the goal. And yeah, and from that point on, I haven't really stopped 
Yeah, because presumably so, yeah. you had to learn all of the individual movements with you not being horsey. Um, yeah. So you've had a lot to learn. So yeah. that, that obviously took yeah, a little was, bit of time. Yeah, it was, it was all completely alien to me, like the whole thing. But I just remember feeling uh, drawn to it and I wanted to learn about it. And I, I was fascinated with how, how the music worked with it and, and, um, and how that could potentially be developed. Uh, you know, to enhance what the horse is doing and to highlight the movement and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was just it was just like a passion of, for music and also this sort of intrigue into what dressage was, and I just wanted to uh, pursue that. And I lived down the road at the time from Mitre College, so that, again, that was like my next move. Yeah. Uh, I just went there to speak with someone about, you know, I thought they were just going to say, you're crazy, what are you doing? <laughs> Please. But, but luckily they were very welcoming and and yeah, I managed to meet some riders and do some music for them. Because um, I've got to be honest, the first time I'd ever heard of you is when you've done Charlotte's music, you know. Um, yeah. How did you get into like working with Charlotte? Was she, like, yeah, how did that connection happen? Yeah, so that was, um, so before that, I, I did some music for Michael Alberg. I contacted, there was this thing, this is like pre- I mean, YouTube was a thing, but it wasn't the vlogging and everything going on. Yeah. Uh, when 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 I started doing it, there was this website called HorseHero.com. Ah, I do like know that one. I used to, I used yeah, to be on that as well. That? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's happened to that. I think it's I think it's finished now. But um, yeah. I remember finding that, and I contacted the lady that that was doing the film, the filming for it. Fiona. And I yeah. Just said, yeah, Fiona Price. Yeah. And yeah. and I literally just said. Um, I emailed her and just said, you know, what I want to do, propose her, and I'd like to, you know, try and work with some, uh, you know, up-and-coming riders or, like, top riders and maybe get some exposure through the through the website kind of thing. And she yeah. was, yeah, again, very welcoming, and she, she said she was working with the Eilbergs, and um, she would ask them if, you know, maybe I could do some music for Michael, and they could film the whole process for it. Yeah. And so that was, that was like, that that part of the, of, the, of the story and then that music then became a piece called Vanquish which Michael then obviously rode to in a competition and uh, the, Rebecca Hughes was at this competition and she heard the music and asked Michael you know who did it and and got my number and because I think at the time Gareth needed some music for okay. a horse yeah. called Sand I think it was called Sandman the horse oh that was an amazing horse so, yeah yeah, Sandman. And so that was, yeah, and so Rebecca contacted me. And then from, you know, through Rebecca, I think she passed my number on to Charlotte because she was needing music with Allegro. I think this is like 2010. Yeah. Um, and she, Charlotte was just coming through with Allegro and they were looking at the Europeans in in Rotterdam that year. And she yeah. needed music quite, quick, quite quickly, yeah. So, so wow. that was the first. That was the first time I worked with her. Uh, yeah, so it was very, it was very fortunate. It was, it, it kind of all started with, yeah, doing the doing the music with Michael, and then just kind of word of mouth. And obviously, Rebecca Hughes was very uh, instrumental in passing my number on to Charlotte and everything. Because I think at the time, Carl had music lined up for Charlotte. Yeah. Um, with with the guy that did his music. In the past. And I kind of had to, I did have to force my way in a little bit. I remember <laughs> saying, look, just let me do it. I think we had like five five days or, or less than that. 
with Charlotte and I think her mum was involved as well at that mm-hmm. time and we literally did it like three, four days before they left. So it was all wow. very last minute, but I was desperate. I was just like, let me do it, please. Because I think she had yeah. music already and I was just like begging yeah. to just do this. So I just thought it was an opportunity <laughs> to, you know, try, try and get. But it was all like a learning curve for everyone, yeah. I think. And then, so then... I think probably one of your biggest accolades was producing um, the music when she won her gold medal in 2012. Um, How how did that come about? Did you choose the music together or did did she just leave it up to you or you're not allowed to say? Is it a secret? (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, we had done a few freestyles like at Olympia and um, yeah, and obviously the Rotterdam one. So, I mean, I think looking back on London 2012, it was, I, I don't think I realised kind of how big it, were, it was when I was sort of doing the music initially, because, um, yeah, it, it, it was strange. I was actually just down at Wellington and I, I spoke to Charlotte and I was, we were all talking about the London music and how, how that great, great escape theme actually came about. Okay, and, yeah. Um, we were kind of struggling for a theme. We were kind of like, you know, I was, I was sending things over to her and, and it wasn't quite clicking. And um, they were over, they were riding in, I think they were riding in America somewhere, somewhere in Florida. Yeah. I think. I'd have to check that. Just before possibly selection for the for London. And I think they were doing the Grand Prix special or they might have just been training and they had music on in the background and it was this great escape theme. So yes. um, I had a text from Ian Cass. He, he texted me and said, "Try the Great Escape theme because it it really fits uh, Allegro's massage, you know." And Charlotte loved it, and you got to try it. So, wow! I was like, "Oh, really? That's really random. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it." Um, and then, it, yeah, I tried it, and it and it did look really great. And that was as soon as we got that, it kind of the whole theme came from that. And we were like, "Right, we've got to do a British theme." Um, so it was kind of again just really lucky that she was riding in the special for that music and you know oh, just... it, it was just yeah it wasn't really yeah it was just kind of like a happy accident kind of thing yeah no, that's... and so like once you decided on the theme um is it a long is it a really long process to get a grand prix piece of music together like how... yeah. or does it just does it just depend on each combination is it is it different every time you do it uh, it, yeah, everyone's very different because you can, um, sometimes they come really quickly, sometimes it takes a little bit longer or you just get to a point where you're struggling to find certain things to work. Yeah. Um, or, you know, even when you're creating original music, you still kind of hit a wall creatively and you just, uh, you just have to kind of, um, you know, you get through it eventually. But yeah, I think, I think if you have a strong theme, generally it's uh, easier to do. I think if um, there isn't any direction at the start, it can kind of be like, because music's such a broad, you know, subject, isn't it? You can literally, there's so many genres of music you can try and and it's so subjective and people like different things. If you have a theme, you know, from the outset, it makes it a lot easier to hone in on what you're doing. When you're putting it together, do you play instruments as well? Or is it just kind of yeah yeah okay yeah sometimes I do sometimes it's uh, purely just an edited test with existing music 
Yeah. Um, usually, usually for Grand Prix, there's always um, my own music in there because there's so many transitions and there's so many, you know, different elements to a, a Grand Prix compared yeah. to like, you know, a novice test, for example, where you can just, um, you know, use, use existing music, you know, quite easily and, and it works really well. Uh, Grand Prix music, there's so much going on and the transitions are really difficult to, to do when you're just using um, edited music. You have to kind of intervene a little bit and to make them smooth and, you know, sound good, basically. And so, like, do you work, do you do, like, a bit every day or do you, are you the sort of person that sits in the studio until it's done? Like, imagine if I was making music, I don't know, it's just the way I am. I'd have yeah. to literally be in there until it was finished. If that took a, a week, I'd stay in there and do nothing else. Or do you, like, do other things and come back to it? Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, pretty full on, pretty all the time doing, if I'm not doing, you know, if I finish one freestyle to, to kind of have a break from it, I'll start another one or continue with another one kind of thing and do you do the dress to music full time or do you you do film music as well don't you so presumably have a mix the dress is, is full time i'm doing different things as well but it's predominantly it, all of it is kind of linked to dressage at the minute yeah the dressage thing is uh is, is full time definitely that's amazing isn't it that you've got into yeah. it like that and yeah. did yeah, you go? To, did you go to twenty twelve? Then are you do you physically go and watch the freestyles, or do you not get to get there because you're busy working? Uh, I did go to twenty twelve. I didn't go to Rio, which I do yeah. regret now actually. And it's a shame about um, you know Tokyo being being the way everything is now. It's, it's London was was great. I mean, it's so nerve wracking being there that I actually, in the moment, prefer not to be there. But obviously, at the end, when it when they win, I obviously want to be there. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, you, know, you have to you have to go through that sort of stress of watching it because I don't know. I think because I'm so used to watching the music to a video, when, as soon as you see something that's slightly off, yeah, it stresses you out. That you know, but you know, riders like Charlotte and and you know most riders that practice their music, they all they know themselves if they're slightly off. So I have confidence that that they know what they're doing. And you know, Charlotte's so good at that. She's so good at kind of adjusting, and, yeah. you know, to um, to, to, the, to what's going on with the music but a lot of that is you know you have to listen and learn the music but by the time I finished doing a freestyle I kind of feel like I could write it myself even though yeah. I couldn't yeah. because I can't write but I feel like I, you know <laughs> in my head I can do it you know, you know. Over yeah. And over again. yeah 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 what so if you were writing then what music would you choose oh I would <laughs> definitely go for I'm probably boring now I think it's yeah, I'd probably come across very boring, but I'd definitely go for something, like, quite dramatic and, yeah, quite epic, I think. Would you? Think, yeah. I, yeah, I think, from what I can tell, I think the trend at the minute is pop music, because there's a lot, I, I get a lot of pop pop requests at the moment. Yeah. Whereas when I started, it was a bit more kind of orchestral and film music, but it's definitely a lot of pop. I don't know whether that's because you know, it's more upbeat and maybe I, I just love film music and I just like the dynamics that orchestral music can give you when you do a freestyle because there's do so you, many layers and textures to it. Yeah, you like the flow of it then because I think... Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the style now is like you get rewarded if the music changes and obviously you're on you, you're on time and with the music. Um, but sometimes yeah. I think that can also sound a bit choppy, can't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Pop music is very... You know, if you're using dance music, for example, it, it has such a strict, clear beat that when you change 
tempo, it's really obvious. And if he's not done well, it can sound a bit abrupt and a bit, um, yeah. A bit harsh almost, yeah. Yeah, and harsh, yeah. What are your thoughts? Do you think that vocals should be allowed in freestyle? I know you can have a few, but do you think oh, that... Oh, singing. Uh, yeah, you know, in pop music, I think so. But again, I think for pop music, I don't, I don't see a problem in having a little bit, you know, just to kind of emphasise extensions or things like that. But too much, you don't want too much. And I don't think you want, like, verses. You just kind of want the chorus and maybe a bit of repetition rather than it being sort of... Um, because it's not it's too distracting otherwise. I think if you have too many too many words, the yeah. person watching and they're, they're going to start latching onto it. And and also mixing words is, diff, is difficult because if you're chopping up verses, it's not going to make sense, is it? So, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I don't see it too much of a problem with it. I mean, when I started, it was absolutely definitely not. But now more and more people use it. I think people are getting a bit more daring, aren't they, with their music choices? And it's kind of... Definitely, it's, yeah. It's evolving. I wonder if we'll see um, rap in the dressage arena ever. Rap, yeah. Well, I did a, I did do kind of a hip hoppy one for Richard Davis. He he really likes the, the hip. I think I remember that. So, it was really cool, wasn't it? Was that a few years ago? Yeah. He did that. Yeah, I think he's still using it. I saw him the other day as well at Wellington, and he's, he's thinking about doing another one. So maybe we do another. Maybe do another hip hop, but yeah. It's yeah, not. Was... It's not hugely uh, popular at the minute, is it? Hip hip hop because it's. Um, yeah, maybe that's a trend. Yeah, and it does seem. It does seem to go in trends, doesn't it? Yeah, there, there tends to be a lot of that. You, you get a lot of similarity in, um, you know, like pony freestyles, a lot of Disney and things like that. I think those things will always stay because it just works so well. Um, but yeah, I think at the moment there is a lot of. Sort of demand for like upbeat music, like pop music. The only thing with pop music is it can be, it just can be a little bit out. It can get outdated quite quickly. Whereas I always think there's a bit, it's a bit more timeless if you use orchestral music. Yeah. You know, pop music is one minute popular and then you know a couple of weeks later it's something else. But um, unless you go for the classic pop music, but again a lot of that has been done before, so then you have to just you know be careful that you not too bothered if you hear someone else with the same same music i mean because it's i've been a rider myself like i know it takes quite it can take quite a long time to get familiar with the music and um yeah yeah i, I do yeah, i do I think know. these you've got to take you've got to take your time over it but then if you were to speak to my dad for instance who isn't horsey and doesn't ride he's like oh i wish people yeah. would change their music more often but there's so much work that goes into it i don't think people realize how much yeah. you have to and presumably, you, will you tweak music for your Olympic riders and change bits here and there? And not, How often yeah, do you work some, together with them? I mean, some riders do change. Um, I guess if you have different horses as well, you, you want different music. But yeah, there's a, there is a lot, of, a lot of time where I literally just adjust some music that we've done and, uh, you know, the rider wants to keep it. And that's, that's totally cool because they want to... You know, like you say, they've done the riding and they've finally got used to it. And why would you then change the music and make your life, you know, ten times more difficult? Yeah. So uh, yeah, this, this, yeah, making adjustments is um, is definitely one thing I do quite a lot. Of. But yeah, some some riders do change music a, a bit more frequently. Um, but I, I don't. I always think that some riders, you know, really don't like doing the music, and some do. 
Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's sure. one of my favourite things. I definitely have had better results. Like, it, yeah, it relaxes me, definitely. Yeah, I can see how it, how it would, um, it could potentially stress you out if you're, if you're a rider and you want to focus on riding. The music yeah. is another element to have to focus on. Yeah, yeah. You see, see. For me, I almost forget to, about the horse in a way, and don't get so obsessed with that. And it just, I don't know, it just chills me out a little bit more. And then I think it depends on the horse as well, because you get some horses that really enjoy it, and then other horses that don't. It's like people. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That, well, that's another element, isn't it? That, yeah, factoring in the horse and uh, and the rider knows that better than anyone. So. And do you yeah. think that do you think that the judges are getting more open-minded with their marking and everything with music? I, I guess so, yeah, because a, a lot of the, yeah, I guess, I guess it depends on on who it is, and uh, I obviously never know who's doing the marking or who's doing the job. No, of course, yeah. But I guess it, I guess it just depends on on who it is. But yeah, like a lot of the pop freestyles I've done sort of in the last few years have, have been doing well, so I guess that's an adjustment, isn't it? Cause I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think, yeah. I think I think it's just part of the process, isn't it? I think everything always kind of evolves, and you know, freestyles have evolved so much since I started doing it. Definitely. And like you say, riders are more in tune with it now, and, and thinking about it a lot more. You know. I think and, also uh, at the at the lower levels as well, um, it's getting you know very competitive with music as well. You know, whereas before yeah. it was always the Grand Prix that had so much emphasis, but I think you know every level now Absolutely. the music's just getting very competitive. Yeah, absolutely. Have you worked with um, many European and American riders? The great thing about doing this job and when I started doing it was kind of, you know, having the internet and emails and all this. So it's just, it's just great because people can contact you from anywhere and you can work remotely. And Yeah, that must be know. really um, yeah. amazing that you don't actually ever meet, you don't necessarily have to meet the no. rider and the horse no. and you've done it all online. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, 10 years before I started would have been, it wouldn't have been a viable thing because, you know, going, traveling around would just be, take ages to do it. So it kind of, yeah, kind of happened at the right time. Yeah. And are there any, yeah. are there any top riders that you would secretly like to work for? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I'm quite fortunate in, I enjoy working with, with riders at all levels as well. Like it's, I find as much enjoyment doing a novice freestyle as I do, you know, Grand Prix, and the process and, you know, the enjoyment of doing it is, is still the same, you know, whether it's just as someone doing it as a hobby or for... Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, when you when you do music for, for a rider that's at a big show and, and wins something, obviously that's, that's really good and uh, it's like a unique feeling, but I do think, um, yeah, I think I've been fortunate... And, and who I've been able to work with. Yeah, it, so, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like you've obviously had your passion, but it's kind of all just yeah. evolved quite naturally. So, for people that are listening that might not be so much into music, can you explain how you roughly choose the tempo of the music to suit a horse? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I have a yeah. I have a, I uh, yeah, go on. It for me yeah. like. I just like I listen to music and I'm like that. Tom, please, you know, sort this out for me. But yeah. I'm not very musically trained. I have to be honest. So. Yeah. 
Well, it's, yeah, it's not just, yeah, so there's the tempo and then also the rhythm is also an important part. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, um, basically what I do is I have a program on the computer, like a sequencer, and just to, in real simple terms, you put the video into the computer and you can kind of open up a metronome, like a click track, and you basically just move it around until it gets the right, you know, you watch the horse going around and you click, move the metronome so that yeah. it basically fits what the what tempo the horse is going at. And then you can, like, put little nodes into the computer to track all the different variations in the tempo. And, uh, yeah, that's how, it, how it's done. And then picking the music is just listening to lots of music and, and then going back to your template on the computer and comparing it and seeing if it fits. It's just a lot of a lot of trial and error as well. I mean, it's not like you have to see a horse and you go, right, this is going to fit. You know, you have to... But, like, when we've worked together, you, you've had ideas as well, so we just sort of try them and and then, yeah. you know, you do demos and you, you figure it out. Eventually, you figure out what you're going to do. And sometimes, like, it's, like it's bang up. Yeah, I think sometimes you, you have an idea and you know and it just works. And then other times it can completely, like my last piece that you did that I did at the National last year, I think it's my favourite piece you've ever done. You suggested it yeah. to me and that was, yeah, that was really yeah. good. It was nice for a change yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that must that must make yeah, it that. the job quite fun for you because you get, presumably you get quite a mix of doing exactly what we've just said. Sometimes the riders choose yeah. and other times you are. Yes, because that does... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it does happen sometimes where you have music that, that I personally think is amazing and is going to work really well, but the feedback comes back, you know, not so good. And, and that's just because they don't like the music or they don't kind of connect with it. You just have to forget that and just think, look, they, they're, it's their music and, you know, who am I to say what is going to work, you know? It's just, I can imagine that, you know, though. Just, yeah, it must be like a bit it. of a... A sort of almost a conflict because probably you're you're the musically yeah. trained person and you're like this works and then it's not it's not like yeah it's it's more kind of just uh, yeah I guess it's just more me enjoying the music and and because it fits what the horse is doing and everything and the fact that I enjoy the music and it, it's just that that two, those two things together yeah uh, make me and then obviously the feedback's not good and they want to try something else but it doesn't happen that often but it does happen and. But then, you know, the, the best thing is, yeah, it's part of the job. The best thing is when the rider is, you know, really happy with the music. Cause that's the main thing. And you know that they're going to then ride the music better if they enjoy it. You know, there's nothing yeah, sure. worse than the idea of giving someone music they don't really enjoy. And I, I, I suppose it's that. quite satisfying, even if you personally don't like that taste of music, you're professionally still putting it together so you know you've done the best possible job and yeah like you said it's not always yeah. about what you think is it it's no and also team. you know that yeah and there's also that thing of you know if there's music there that that works um you know i'm sure another horse will come along and another rider that you know it might work for and we can just put it to one side and maybe bring it out when it comes up you know could be used again for someone else so it's not you know the work that i do and things it's not always wasted it can just be not used there and then it might be a couple of years later that someone might, might use it or something so yeah and do, do you have any tips for listeners um choosing music to suit their yeah. particular horse because that's that people ask that for me you know to me yeah. quite a lot first and foremost you have to enjoy the music so it's it finding stuff that 
um, that, you, that you will enjoy writing to, I guess. And then if you can find one piece of music, trying to think, does that have a theme attached to it? Yeah. And, and then going from there. But if you're actually physically doing the music yourself, then you have to, you know, look at the, look at the tempo of the horse and the rhythm and the cadence and, and all this. And then, yeah, and then start looking at what music can fit. And I always say to riders, you know, it's good to have a theme because I always think you get better marks if you have a strong theme. Because I do think judges pick up on that. I think it's, yeah. I, I think if it's a bit random, I think, you know, judges do, do notice that. Yeah, it's a bit old-fashioned. It's a bit old-fashioned, maybe, yeah. isn't it, to kind of uh, yeah. switch it back? Like in the old days, it was just you know three pieces of music. Um, yeah, yeah. Sort of just pushed together, wasn't it? I mean, I've done. I even used to yeah. make my own as well. God knows what it sounded like, but. Put them together, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think because it just means you've thought about it, and you know, it, it should it should make the whole performance more enjoyable and more memorable at the end of the day. It says, if there's a theme attached to it. And another thing would be to not necessarily follow the trends and to go with what you, you want, you know, rather What you want to do, yeah. Yeah, following what the top riders are doing and, you know, try and set, set a trend yourself and do something original, you know, even if it's music that you want people to know of, like to, to know, like familiar and find stuff that hasn't been done for dressage before, you know, rather than using well, think... the same old stuff. Because did you make Lassie Fry's music at Olympia last year? Not last year, before yeah. COVID, so... Yeah, because yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that yeah. that piece of music really sticks out in my mind. I love that Higher Love. Um, what is it? Higher Love, Who, yeah, did yeah. Higher Love, yeah. That's yeah, one of my favourites. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, in terms of the floor plan, do you get involved with the floor plan ever, or is that just something that you stay out of? Yeah, I've actually managed to... Um... Yeah, I never actually have to do any floor plan work. The only time I have intervened slightly or asked if they can, you know, maybe do the transition slightly slightly sooner or not is just if the phrasing of the music is slightly out. And okay. the only way to, to, to make it fit yeah. is if they, you know, chop a couple of seconds sooner or whatever. But And usually that's okay to do because, you know, a floor plan is usually maybe the second time they run through it and things are going to change you know so, but usually it's I can literally fit to what they give me and you know a lot of the time the rider is changing things as well so they'll say oh, you know we need five more seconds of walk or this or that and you know I can add all that in but usually I like to let the rider or the you know the trainer and the rider figure out the, the floor plan because they know the horse better and yeah you know I like to just keep it simple so I'm doing the music and I'll just go with what they want rather than getting too involved with that yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the nice thing with working with you is you're very calm, relaxed. You kind of let the yeah. rider get on with it. I yeah. have worked with other people in the past and it all gets a bit busy and complicated. Um, and it's quite nice as well, I think, because you take the pressure off. Yeah. Oh, you know, nice. you you just let the rider choose the music and, and you do all the other bits, yeah. obviously. Um, so yeah. you don't get too technical with it, which I, I like that. <laughs> And would you say, what is your favourite piece of dressage to music that you've made? Have you got a piece or is oh, it too hard? To... I would absolutely say um, the How to Train Your Dragon was, was probably my yeah. favourite. Just because that, that was one of my favourites to put together. Yeah. Um, I think we did a couple, of, I think it was the second one we did, we did like a full, it was just How to Train Your Dragon. I think we did one that was 
it had some in, but it had other bits and, and stuff in there as well, because that was kind of at a time where we were just playing around with things. And, and then we did a full House Strange Dragon, and that was, yeah, I, I just love that music. It's like some of my favorite music just anyway, regardless of dressage yeah. or using it for that. But it's, uh, yeah, to see that one come together was just fun. And yeah, I mean, she's, Charlotte still uses it. Yeah. Occasionally, so that's that's nice. But yeah, she does. Yeah, that music is just so so epic, isn't it? Love it. And are you um are you making any more music for Charlotte in the future? Like, have you got anything coming up and planned? Or yeah, we have. So for Tokyo, I think you know she gets selected. She is going to use um what she's currently got for yeah. freestyle, and then yeah. we're going to do some new music for uh, Pumpkin. Oh, that'll be exciting. So, ride at the minute yeah so yeah, yeah again we're kind of trying to figure out what to do so it's, i have no idea at this point but yeah should be getting the floor plan in the next few weeks i think i'm going to go down and film it okay and then we yeah. can see, see but i think he's quite a small horse isn't he so we'll see see about that i don't know i haven't got enough footage of him to, to make any kind of calls on it but yeah we need something we need something good and something kind of different yeah definitely That'll be really exciting. No, definitely. And are you yeah, doing yeah. all the riders that are, you know, an Olympic selection, if you like? Are you doing all of their music, pretty uh, much? I think so. I think I think everyone kind of on the list. There may be a couple that I'm not doing music for. And also doing the Paralympic riders as well, which is uh, oh, great nice. fun. Been, yeah. Doing quite a lot of those. There's uh, Tasha Baker, Sophie Wells, and Nikki Greenhill, and Erin uh, Orford. Again, there's the selection hasn't been finalised yet, but cool. Well, it sounds like you're very full on and very busy. It was really lovely to talk to you, Tom. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. And um, I'm sure I will see you soon. And good luck with all the Olympic preparation. Yeah, absolutely. I'll probably see you at a at a show or something. Or yeah, yeah definitely. Probably yeah. See you around. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be in touch definitely. Thanks, Tom. Take care. Okay, Natalie. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you, Tom. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you this evening. I really enjoyed finding out how you got into dressage to music, how you started working with Charlotte, how you and Charlotte came to that final piece of music for London 2012 with her and Vallegro. It's really exciting to hear that you're working with lots of the riders that are going to Tokyo Olympics, so best of luck with all of that. If anyone wants to find out more about Tom, it's tomhuntmusic.com. And if you are looking to get a freestyle, then Tom is definitely the man to speak to, so do get in contact with him. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it on social media. Thank you very much.